Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Live and festive in the Publix Holiday Headquarters studio at WSB. What's the Russian hacking scandal really about? For sure to get electors to change their votes. But that's just one layer of the onion. The Monica Perez Show starts now. This is Monica Perez, your libertarian voice on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB every Saturday. Try for 3 to 6, but tonight it's 5 to 7. So if you're just tuning in, that's good news because we're just starting. And we will be on till 7 trying to cover the big story of the week. And uh, we are going to be back not next weekend, which is Christmas. It's Christmas Eve next Saturday. And I'm off. Merry Christmas to everybody. And we will be back December 31st, New Year's Eve, with a full show from 3 to 6. And I usually have really great shows at the end of the year, the beginning of the year, where I go back to my predictions, what I thought was going to happen this year. Some of them were not very good, but some of them were really spot on. You'd be surprised. And also, I'll go into the my expectations for 2017, which uh, will probably surprise you. So there are a lot of good shows coming up at the end of the year. Today, the story of the week, no escaping it, is this Russian hacking scandal. And it's so ambiguous. It's so divisive. The the evidence is so vague coming out of the government and the stories coming out of the supposed real news. The mainstream media are totally explosive without really having any bombshell that I can't help but think that much of what this is is a psychological operation, an effort to get people to think a certain way about a few things. The Russian hacking stuff in general, I think, is is going to have a longer-term impact. Binkley, Binkley, my producer, is here in the studio. Uh, this Russian hacking thing is probably right up your alley since you are a... Uh, a Russian pro- hacker? A propaganda, <laughs> a propaganda guy. I think you you have a fetish for propaganda. Oh, yeah. And if this is, it reminds me of like the Mad Magazine, spy versus spy, propaganda versus propaganda. Right. So, well, they, they actually are passing laws to like have counter propaganda to counter the foreign propaganda. It gets complicated. But I think that the very short term, immediate impact of this, the Russian hacking scandal is to get electors to feel morally compelled to change their vote. So let me just give you in a nutshell what what that is. So the electors, the Electoral College is convening on Monday, December 19th. I guess that's how you would say it. And they're supposed to vote for the president. There are 306 delegates or electors pledged to Trump and 232 to Hillary. And if 
if 38 of them switched to Hillary, she would win. And if 37 of them just didn't vote for Trump, he would not have the majority. And that would go to the House where they would take the top five candidates and pick one. But I don't think that's actually, you know, I personally don't think that's going to happen. I think it would be a bit of a crisis. I, I would like to know what you think, 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. Or you can tweet at me, at Monica Perez Show. And if you want to surprise me, you can tweet at Binkley, at Freedom Act Radio, and uh, he can... It'll be like a call, a little suspense. How do I, <laughs> if you want to <laughs> throw me a curveball. So the, but the electors will, most of the states, a slight majority of the states require that they vote for whoever they're charged with voting for. And 48 out of 50 states put all their electors in one basket, according to the the outcome of their popular vote. Maine, I think, and Nebraska don't do it that way. They split their votes up. But I don't think, for me, like to change the rules of the game after the game is played is totally sketchy. (laughs) That you would never, you know, our expectation is that we don't have to care, we don't have to vet the electors for their integrity or their politics or their stability. It's just more, it's a more ceremonial thing and that's how what our expectation is. So same thing with the popular vote. If they start, uh, if they tell you now after the votes have been cast that they matter, then that really doesn't reflect what people intended when they voted. Because if you knew the popular vote was going to count, like in swing states, something like um, like 13 percent more people vote in swing states than in non-swing states. You, you could have had 20 million more votes if the whole country thought there would be popular vote. So that when when Fox and CNN talk about that, it makes me crazy because obviously you can't change the rules of the game once the game has been played. But this pressure on the electors is very real. And there's a real concerted campaign. One thing I thought was funny that you sent me, Binkley, was this video by Martin Sheen and some other celebrities saying this is this is dedicated to this is aimed at electors and actually your parody of that Binkley made a parody of it which was very funny should where where can people see that they can see that at propaganda report daily or uh what prop report.com the prop report.com i put a new url up because it was easier to spell i kept spelling propaganda wrong so the prop report.com if you want to get our the work that we do offline and one of them is this funny parody but the real video has a million hits and it says it's aimed at trump electors which is funny because there are 306 trump electors and if i'm not mistaken their names are known and really you would think they would be targeted directly and actually they are i know um that binkley you have a friend who has had experience with that and i got an email from somebody i know who I respect. He's a politically active citizen. He's not a politician. Do you you want to read that email, uh, Binkley from from High Def? That's his handle. Yes, of course. High Def says I have a good friend who is an elector. She has received about eighty thousand letters and emails asking her not to vote for Trump. Today alone, she received a postal letter tray completely full of actual letters. There's absolutely no way she's going to change her vote, but this indicates a very coordinated effort. And she's guessing that by the time it's over, she will have over 100,000 letters. It's awful what she's having to go through. A number of threatening letters and emails and 
mostly people are pleading with her to do the right thing. Our lives are in your hands. Yeah, that that our lives are in your hands strikes a chord because I saw an um, a headline flash by Michael Moore saying he wrote some kind of like fake future article titled Donald Trump is going to get us killed. Oh, yeah. And he's it's so it's so this the drama of saying really stressing people out to think that their lives. But in reality, if there is a real so so these people, this circles back to the Russian hacking thing. What's being put in their minds is the Russian hacking invalidated or delegitimized this election. And our only hope is that you take a stand. And there's two things about that. One is if there if there is evidence to delegitimize the election, then that needs to be adjudicated probably on a state by state basis, actually. And then maybe you would have a revote. You know, it would never be. That's by that you know Monday. These people have to guess, and and there is absolutely no facts in evidence. I mean, I literally went through footnote after footnote on the wiki Wikipedia page on this stuff. I went through Washington Post articles, New York Times articles, the stuff that's been released by the government. James Clapper, a couple of uh, I went right to the press releases, and I can find nothing. That is solid evidence. Yet I found a report by the very well-respected whistleblower Bill Binney and his former intelligence guys saying if they, they, the NSA could definitely trace a leak or a hack, they could trace a hack for sure anywhere that it came from. But a leak where somebody like puts a thumb drive in and steals it, that they could not trace. So if they don't have evidence that points to a leak, not a hack. But this is not stuff for the electors to decide. And then my other thought is, if the electors are caving to this kind of pressure, if somebody actually de- defects, imagine the pressure that will be brought upon them if they betray what was expected of them. So you get 100,000 letters. Think about the million rocks through your windows. I- I'm actually not saying that to scare people out of doing it. I personally... Do not think this is like a vote your conscience thing. It's a ceremonial position. You're not supposed to do it. But I uh, didn't. Didn't you say you knew somebody, Binkley, who also had this was being harassed? My friend knows uh, a bunch of electors, and one of them is like a 75 year old lady, and people are knocking on her door and sending her letters and calling her. Is she going to cave? I don't think so. No. So, but it would take. It would take. 10%, I think, I count, maybe 12% of the people, 37 out of 306, to they would just have to not vote for Trump. And I, I think that would be really, I think the expression constitutional crisis is completely overused, but that might actually be a constitutional crisis in a way. If you look at the Federalist Papers, which kind of explain what the founders meant uh, the Constitution to do, it says that the electors are kind of a safeguard between the people and yeah, uh, um, corruption, corrupt voting, but uh, that was that's a little hard to read because I think the alternative wasn't that everybody just votes and they count millions of votes because of just they didn't have the technology for that. It was do you have permanent electors appointed? So I think there's some fuzziness on what is constitutional and what isn't. It's up to the states; they can do it how they want. If there's going to be an issue about the voting, they should do it vote by vote. And in Georgia, Georgia is the uh, only place that I have read 
that actually has confirmed hacking into the election. If you haven't heard the story, I'll tell you after the break, and I'll get your calls, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK, or you can tweet at me, at Monica Perez Show. You got me excited, because this would truly be both an adventure and a learning experience. Monica Perez on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. 51 degrees outside the studio, a four on the Mellish meter. Weekend weather is brought to you by Shoemate Heating and Air. Talking about Russian hacking and the Electoral College. Going to some calls, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. I'm going to Joe in Locust Grove. Joe, how are you doing? Hey, uh, hey Monica. How are you today? Thanks for taking my call. I just want to get uh, my point across to, like I saw in your screener, uh, we're kidding ourselves if we think uh, maybe the next two or three presidential elections down the road that this electoral college is corrupt proof. Believe me, right now, the left and their uh, their cohorts and whoever, they're looking at all the loopholes they can from George Soros uh, on down. And let me ask you this. Do you think there's a possibility? Do these people have to take a sworn oath or anything? And maybe that, uh, that number one should be done in addition to uh, prison time if they go against it. That's, well, I'll I was actually... And, I'll hang up and hear your... All right. uh, Thank your you. Part. Thank you very much. I was actually trying to figure out the ins and outs of the Electoral College, and all I came up with was that 29 states and D.C. say that you have to that you have to pay a fine if you don't vote as you're bound. But the expectation is absolutely that they are bound. And we have been acting as if they are bound just based on precedent, which is legally important. So we, our expectation is that they are bound. If if this were to be a problem going forward, you could eliminate, it seems to me, I don't see why you wouldn't eliminate the Electoral College altogether because we can do it electronically. If you want to convert your popular votes all into whatever the majority is, all into <clears throat> dedicating all of your electors from your state to the winner, winner take all, like most of the states do, or even if you want to pro rata the popular vote into splitting your electors like Maine and Nebraska, then you can do that just with, with the computer program. So we don't need this mechanism anymore. It's a relic. I like it. I think it's, you know, you know I hate, I, I don't know. I just don't like change. It's something that we do. But it is also, uh, it was a way, you know, the real debate is going to be about changing from the electoral vote to the popular vote, which I do not think is a good idea. Let's talk about that. And I have to tell you my story about the Georgia Secretary of State who called out the Department of Homeland Security for hacking into his election systems repeatedly over the past year. That is an issue that is still out there. So stay tuned. 404-872-0750. 1-800-WSB-TALK. This is Monica Perez. Live and festive in the public's holiday headquarters studio at WSB. Maybe it's something really cool that I don't even know about. Monica Perez on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. I'm your libertarian voice on WSB Saturday afternoons. Tonight I'm on from till 7 o'clock. And we are talking about the Russian hack scandal. Did it really happen? What's the purpose of it? And for 
for starters, I believe the immediate purpose is to give electors this feeling that they need to switch their votes, even if they're pledged to Trump, that they have to switch their votes out of moral obligation because it was an illegitimate election. Now, that doesn't that story does not hold water, because if it really is an illegitimate election, then we'd have to have a revote or go to the states that need that. And I was uh, just saying before the break that I, I read a couple of articles on WSBRadio.com about Georgia Secretary of State Brian Kemp, who was one of only two uh, states he led uh, resisted the federal government's offer of, quote, help in the election process. Two states resisted, and Georgia was one of them under the leadership of Brian Kemp. But apparently they so-called helped him anyway, and he found that on certain critical dates during this year, they, he was his electro, electoral election systems were hacked and they were or attempted to be hacked. And he actually traced it back to the Department of Homeland Security, identified the computer and the operator and everything. And they're kind of scratching their heads. Oh, it was a mistake. We were just seeing if everything was secure. I mean, it's a, it's not a great story. And he's resisting. He's not accepting it. He wrote to Trump. He's waiting to hear back. This is just from the latest news I read. And for me, you know, that demonstrates what the NSA, former NSA worker whistleblowers led by Bill Binney were saying that you can trace that stuff back. The NSA's tremendous resources would trace a hack like a computer, an infiltration from an outside computer. They can't. What doesn't leave a trail is like a thumb drive. So if they took thumb drives like Edward Snowden supposedly did. I have my questions on if he's a <laughs> he is an operative conducting a psychological operation of his own. But the idea was he was a leak, not a hack. And and that if these guys are saying they have no evidence, then it isn't a hack or they would know. That's the story. And so far, the only confirmed hack was done by our own government in Georgia. And uh, I, fa- I found that to be a very fascinating story. So, Binkley, do we have any I, I threw out the question of if people thought that there was a real danger here of the electors uh, flipping and actually creating a crisis, which might very well be a constitutional crisis, which is quite overused. But uh, do you, do you, uh, does anybody, did anybody respond to that at Monica Perez show? I have a tweet from Shrop Daddy, and he says, I'd be surprised if more than three electors switch from Trump. I do like that the Democrats are showing their true mentality. It will backfire. Yeah, they do. They they do tend to do what's expedient rather than always touching the base of principles. But but you found some different stuff, like on the kind of deep web, right? Some people there are people buzzing that this really is going to happen. But you know, people were buzzing about that before the RNC, also. Right. There's some of my sources, some of my high level sources at the <laughs> top. You know, they uh, they're saying that. They might have enough Republican electors switching and that they're just not going to reveal it until right at that time so that they can't be influenced yeah, or pressured. I, I mean, I've been humbled by my absolute cert- certitude, certainty that Hillary was going to be elected. I did not see this coming. So things that are like, there's absolutely no chance. I don't believe that. That doesn't sound right. It doesn't sound right to me, but... From now on, I'm not putting anything past uh, the the shock value, anything outside the realm of past experience. It's like a whole new world. But I feel like this this whole thing smacks 
in, in itself of a psychological operation in part. So psychological operations is what uh, military intelligence or those kind of uh, the the joint defense entities have handbooks on psychological operations. And one I, I read one, it was quite great. And it's supposed to turn on foreign audiences only, not on domestic audiences. But I think they do use them on domestic audiences. And one of the steps in like the five-step process is kind of have a front runner, have something that comes out earlier. I remember when Snowden came out, who I think is a psychological operation, right a couple months before that, there was this young american spy arrested in russia with silly wigs and it was just a bizarre story maybe you don't remember it at the time it was a big story and then it was completely overshadowed by snowden and i always kind of felt that that was kind of a trial balloon and and in this case i'm wondering if the rnc thing the republican national convention where people were saying oh i'm gonna still vote for Cruz, whatever maybe that was a trial balloon for this little psychological operation or is that too far down the rabbit hole well what you're saying that what are they trying again? What's it a trial for? I'm saying that this whole uh, pending constitutional crisis, I guess this is what I would say. This Russian hacking scandal is emerging into the public eye. The, what it looks like it's doing, why it's being promoted by the media, is to get the electors to change their votes. In reality, I think it's a much deeper purpose that that there are implications of having Russia as an enemy that are going to that are having have a um, real legs, like from the military industrial complex to censorship to everything that really the primary goal of this is not to influence electors. But it is a, it is a kind of media frenzy. It definitely seems like a little bit of a of a generated story. And in. I feel like when I see parallel stories, such as this happened in the RNC for the first time I ever heard, okay, and yeah. now it's happening in the real election for the first time I ever heard, I can't help but feel that they were they were floating that up there to see what people's reactions were or to get people used to the idea that, yes, people could flip. So right. it's not as preposterous. Like, to me, it sounds preposterous, but it did, you know, they did talk about it in June. Right, right. Softening them up. Yes. So that's, you know, I just feel like there's there's something deeper going on here. I really I can't read the tea leaves for Monday, which is when the Electoral College meets. But I do feel like this the making Russia a big fat enemy is going to keep us busy for a real long time. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And I want to talk about that in the show, but I really want to get some calls. 404-872-0750. 1-800-WSB-TALK. I'm going to Mike in Snellville. Hi, Mike. You're on with Monica. Hey, Monica. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Um, I had kind of a real quick three-part one. One, the first part of it is, I I would want Obama asked, is he lying now that the Russians were involved and that there's lack of integrity in our election system? Or was he lying a few weeks ago when he said there was no evidence that there was a hack and the election system has integrity? And two, was, didn't he say yesterday in his press conference that we learned about this a while ago? I forget the exact month or date that he said but then he said but we effectively dealt with it at that time if that's the case then why is there an issue now if it was effectively dealt with and the third part is kind of unrelated to it but when you see shows like portlandia or saturday night live when they do their saturday night live does a rare sketch making fun of liberals but portlandia is nothing but making fun of liberals what's the mindset behind that when you have liberals mocking themselves I just I don't understand the psyche behind that. Is that part of the propaganda to say, look, we're fair? We I'm going to I'm, I'm going to 
answer your first two, and I'm going to let okay. Binkley mull over that third one because you, you're. I think you might be stumping me on that, but the first two I can give you. What strikes me, or at least give you my impressions of it, I immediately noticed, I didn't listen to Obama's whole press conference, but when he said it was effectively dealt, when he was explaining what they did and the decisions they made, I was like, wow, but that was completely a failure. You know, like, it totally was the wrong decision. And, and, you know, he gets up there and he's just like, we're the most mature people on earth and we do everything right. And it's it's funny because what, what they are doing, what Obama is participating in and James Clapper, the head of the director of national intelligence, I guess, I think is his official title. And these other guys are doing is grossly irresponsible to peddle innuendo and to and to say stuff that is absolutely not in evidence i need an ip address you know i need that evidence it's all circumstantial it's all inferential and it's creating a crisis uh, in this country and a lot of discord and it's it's really unstatesmanlike yet he goes up there and he acts like he's the grown up in the room and it does it does uh, puzzle me but if you I feel like you can hear these guys talk out of both sides of their mouths, especially the press secretaries, and there's no accountability whatsoever for these contracts. James Clapper was a huge liar. He lied to Congress about uh, NSA data collection, and and he's the guy who's feeding us these. Like, maybe his job is to lie to people. <laughs> you know? and, well, I think that's a huge problem of mine as well is we're hearing about fake news, but I feel that that's nothing more than a propaganda tool to tamp down anybody that is not network news. Right. And what it's doing on top of that is it's taking those network news sources, and I've noticed it now more than ever before, by coincidence, maybe, there's no evidence. So the Washington Post has all these explosive, and the New York Times, explosive articles about this Russian hacking with no evidence. And, and the default position is, well, you can believe us or you can believe those crackpots on the other side of the aisle. And it's like, well, you know what? I don't really want to believe anyone. I want the evidence so I can evaluate it because it's my job to, if in a representative system like we have, I need the information. I need information and I need to trust the the process, the elections and stuff. And they're undermining all that. And I feel like they're not even trying to say we're the ones with the evidence. They're saying we're the ones with the authority the trust the faith and really you know it's like it's like fallacies fallacious arguments it's the opposite of what we're taught is here where it's innocent until proven guilty they basically come out and say here here's what i believe prove me wrong instead of saying here's the proof of what i believe and and even if you do come up with proof they mock you like we were talking about the pizzagate stuff last week and i had people calling like if you really look at this stuff there's tons of proof there's tons of proof and i really i don't have time to hunt down the stuff because there is so much that's uh that's generated i think just to distract us but they will uh, one we talked about it last week one gal was talking about jeffrey epstein a friend of clinton's who was actually tried and convicted for um, sexual misconduct with minors, and yeah. they, they shouted her down in the mainstream media. So it is about promoting the agenda. But I want to get asked Binkley if he's got a reaction to this idea of what, what, what are the, why are liberals, is it, Mike was asking, do we think that they, the liberals will make fun of the liberals to make it look like they're fair and balanced? I think that's the case with SNL, even though they're obviously not. They, they've completely sacrificed all humor to push their ideology, but they have to do an occasional sketch where they're making fun of themselves so that they at least appear balanced. As for Portlandia, I haven't seen the show, but 
maybe they're doing it ironically. I, I don't know. Um, yeah, I mean, I didn't see it either. But I, but I, I did notice that I used to watch John Stewart, even though I didn't agree with his politics years and years ago. And then when Bush was going to be reelected, he just completely uh, sacrificed all humor, and he people would be on a show making jokes. This isn't funny. I was like, oh, really? Because you're a comedy show. I mean, it was just. I could never watch it again. And then I read something that said that uh, the the number one news source for like 18 to 24 year olds was the Jon Stewart show, which was fake news. <laughs> it was fake <laughs> news. So anyway, um, oh, gosh, we got lots of calls now because um, that was a meaty one. So back me up a little bit. Uh, but I've got some open lines. 404-872-0750. 1-800-WSB-TALK. Your calls after this on the Monica Perez Show. And now for something completely different. Monica Perez on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. 62 is the high today. 52 low overnight. Light rain and drizzle. The weekend weather is brought to you by Shoemate Heating and Air. We are talking about the Russian hacking and the Electoral College convening on Monday. Going to some calls, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. I'm going to Randy in Athens. Hi, Randy. You're on with Monica. Hey, Monica. Thank you so much. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. Uh, Number one, um, in the beginning of all this with Trump, I actually believe... um, Really, a majority of Americans have gotten tired of hearing the same old, same old. That's why, uh, number one, nobody took him for for real. Uh, but he was resonating out there with people who, who liked what he said. Now, you know, fast forward to, to you know, the DNC issue. I mean, how can, and, and, and I'm asking you and your, and your expertise, how can, when they hack into it, have these people vote the way they voted? How can they change it? Oh, how, how, how they, can they do I it? Mean, I how think, do they manipulate yeah. it or, or anything that I'm asking? Because I, I can't find in my research, you know, really any concrete that says, okay, this is what made this person or this group Right. Vote this way. Yeah, the way I think it would work, and I think it's very misleading the way they're talking about it. From what I can tell, uh, what they're focusing on is saying that by uh, making public the emails from the Democratic National Convention and particularly John Podesta, Hillary's campaign manager, that was so damaging to the election that people didn't vote for her, to which I think Putin responded, then who cares who hacked it if it was so bad? What do you want her for anyway? Which is kind of funny. Um, And then I'll tell you a little bit more after the break of uh, how it would work if you were to literally hack the election directly. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. You can tweet at me, at Monica Perez Show. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.